All right, hey guys, you're listening to the Simple Power Podcast, where we think and talk practically about the presence and the power of God. I'm your host, Duke Lamastra, and I'm so excited that you're here for the very first episode of 2021. I don't know about you, but I'm expecting and believing God to do incredible things in this year. And I just want to encourage you to increase your level of expectation for what God is going to do. Maybe your expectation is already really high, but maybe it's not. Maybe you, like so many others, had a really rough time in 2020. I know that 2020 was a very difficult year for many, many people. And I just want to encourage you that in spite of what it may look like, in spite of your circumstances, God is faithful. God always comes through on his word. He is our redeemer. He redeems every area of our lives. He redeems the time. He redeems our lives from destruction. He redeems our lives. It's just in his nature. It's who he is. He's a redeemer. He's good. He's faithful. And his promise stands. So whatever promises that you have from the Lord, just continue to stand on those things. Again, even in spite of where you might be right now or what the last 12 months or so have looked like for you, just continue to look ahead with that expectation and anticipation for all that God is going to do because he is so, so faithful. Just before we jump into the real discussion for today, and I'm going to keep this short, I just want to invite you to check out my online media platform, Simple Power Media. You'll find all kinds of free training there. You'll find some resources. You'll find some books. You'll find some online training, uh, just all kinds of stuff that's there designed for you to just help you grow in this area of experiencing the presence and power of God in your life in practical ways. So check it all out at simplepowermedia.com. Okay, guys, so one of the things that God started to really put on my heart in terms of this new year, this 2021 year that we're now in, he started speaking to me back in the early part of December about the word suddenly. And here's one of the things that he said to me is that 2021 is the year of suddenly, the sudden movings of God. Those moments where God just begins to move suddenly, where he begins to break through suddenly. And there's something so interesting about the tipping point of anything. You know, you might be working really, really hard. You might be struggling really, really hard. If you can just imagine this picture for just a minute of, let's just say you're pushing a boulder up a hill. You know, you're going up this hill and you're pushing this boulder and this thing is big and it's weighty and it's weighing down on you and you're pushing it up and you can't really even see in front of you. You don't know how much more mountain is left to go because all you can see is this boulder because as you're pushing it uphill, it's in front of you. You know that it's hard. You know that the longer that you've been pushing this boulder, the 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 heavier it seems and the harder it gets, the more tired you get, the more frustrating it gets and all of that kind of stuff. And here's what we do so often. We get to the top or we get so close to the end and then we give up. We buckle under the pressure and we just give up and we get out of the way and we just go back the other way because we just feel like it's just too difficult. It's too hard to keep going. But what we don't realize, I, I, I feel like so often we fail to recognize how close we are to that breakthrough moment, how close we are to that point where that thing that was once weight for you and was once difficult and frustrating, that once you get it to the top of that hill and then you just keep pushing at that point, you reach that tipping point where now it just begins to to roll downhill the other way and it just it has momentum that cannot be stopped and so often I think that we give up when we're so close when we're at the precipice of that place that God is leading us into because what actually happens is the closer you get to victory the harder it tends to get 
because the enemy has some kind of inclination or whatever that you're getting closer to victory. And so he's freaking out. He's scared. And so he starts launching more and more attacks at you, causing you to think that everything is against you. And, oh, well, maybe God's not in this anymore and I should just quit and I should just give up. No, when it gets difficult, when it gets hard, when it gets to that point, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're in the wrong place. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's not your season. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means that you've got to keep going because you are so close to that breaking point. You're so close to that point of victory. And uh, I just want to read to you a few verses here out of 1 Kings chapter 18. The real verse that I want to get to eventually is verse 44. But I just want to read about this because this in this chapter of scripture, 1 Kings chapter 18, this is where Elijah the prophet Elijah, he has this great showdown against these 450 prophets of Baal, where you, you, you might be familiar with the story. He basically challenges them. He's like, you know, you call out to your God and I'll call out to my God. He set up an altar for, they set up an altar for themselves and he set up an altar for himself. And basically the goal was whichever God we pray to and sends down fire to consume the sacrifice on the altar, then that is the real, legit, true God. So these, all these hundreds of prophets of Baal, they're going at it for hours and hours, and they're crying out, and they're cutting themselves, and they're doing these ritualistic, sadistic things that they typically do. And then when it gets to Elijah's turn, it's now like nighttime. They've been doing this all day long. Elijah's like, let's pour some water on this sacrifice. They pour gallons and gallons of water on this sacrifice, completely drenching it so that the trough that was around it was actually filled with water. And then he prays a simple prayer. <laughs> they prayed all day long for hours. He prays a simple prayer and fire comes down from heaven and just consumes the sacrifice. It licks up the water, all that kind of stuff. And, and Elijah wins this great showdown on Mount Carmel. But then when we go through that, basically what happens is Elijah goes and he tells Ahab, that the rain is coming. There had been um, a great famine over the land. If I remember correctly, it was three and a half years of famine, three and a half years of drought, excuse me, three and a half years of drought, which had resulted in a famine throughout the land as well. But there was all this, this season of drought where it had not rained for years. And that was based on a prophetic word that Elijah gave. He's like, it's not going to rain again until I say so. And so after this thing happens and, and everything, the showdown happens, Elijah goes to Ahab, who's the king, and he tells him, he says, uh, go up, eat and drink. And this is verse 41, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. Now, it had not started raining yet. So this is Elijah speaking prophetically. Verse 42, so Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up, looked, and said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. So so Elijah goes up on this mountain, and he has his servant with him. And Elijah basically stoops down to, to pray. And he, and, and he sends his servant out. He says, go look out over the sea and come back and tell me what you see. And he goes out, and he's like, there's nothing. He says, okay, do it again. He comes back. There's nothing. He says, okay, do it again. So the servant goes out and does it a third time. The servant comes back. Hey, there's nothing. I don't see anything. Nothing is happening. And Elijah just keeps sending him back and he comes back and says, there's nothing. This happens seven times. Now on the seventh time, verse 44, the servant came back and he said, there is a cloud 
as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So this was not some great big breakthrough moment where all of a sudden the sky was filled with rain clouds and everything was like obvious that this rain was about to come. Remember, Elijah is standing on the word of the Lord. He's standing on this prophetic word that there's the sound of abundance of rain. But they go up and they see nothing. They see clear, blue, pretty skies. They don't see anything happening. And then finally, the servant, he goes out and he comes back after seven times of looking for rain or clouds or some indication that what God had said is coming to pass and coming up empty. He finally says, I see a cloud, but it's so tiny. It's like the size of a man's hand. Now, look at what Elijah says. And this is, again, this is 1 Kings 18, verse 44. There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So Elijah said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. So what was Elijah's response? Now, I hope you're tracking with me here. The the servant goes out. And he says, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. If you see a cloud the size of a man's hand, that's not a cloud that can really do a whole lot of damage. That's not a cloud that's holding an abundance of rain like what Elijah was talking about. But he's like on that thing, just on that one little thing, the fact that he saw one little tiny cloud, he's like, go out, warn Ahab and tell him that he needs to do what he needs to do because otherwise the rain is going to stop him. In other words, that abundance of rain is coming. Elijah, the thing that impresses me about this story is that for Elijah to make that declaration out of his mouth that now the rain is here, that now the time has come, the breaking point is here, the sound of abundance of rain is coming, he did that not based on some huge external indicator that everything is shifting in our direction now. No. What did he do? He took a cloud the size of a man's hand. He took the tiniest, smallest indication he could have gotten. But in his mind, this is what he's thinking. He's thinking, all right, this is what I see. I see a tiny little indicator, but it is inevitable. The breakthrough moment is here and God is doing what he said he would do. So often, I think that we're looking for these like great, huge breakthrough moments before we move, before we respond, before we'll do anything. And I think that because of that, we can very often miss out on what God is doing. So let's say God promised you something and you've been standing on that promise and all of a sudden you see just the tiniest little thing start to shift in your direction. But if you belittle that moment, if you belittle that and just say, ah, that's nothing, that's no big deal, that's that's not a, that's not what I was waiting for, that's not God, then what happens is you can actually let that moment pass you by. But I want to encourage you in this year, I just want to encourage you that when God has spoken to you, that when God has promised you something, don't neglect those little things. Don't neglect those, even those small victories that you have. Take a moment and celebrate those small victories. And this is where our expectation really becomes extremely important because if I'm not expecting God to come through and God to break through, then when I see that little indicator, when I see that small victory take place, then there's a very good chance that I'm going to undervalue that victory because I'm going to look at it and say, oh, well, that was just a little thing. Oh, well, that wasn't very much. Oh, well, that didn't really completely solve the problem. Oh, well, that didn't really, that wasn't what I expected. That wasn't what I was looking for. And what, I'm, what am I doing? I'm, I'm undervaluing that thing. And so anything that I undervalue, I'm going to underserve. 
if I don't show enough value and esteem for something that God is doing, then I'm really not going to press into it. And so it becomes so essential that we have an expectation that what God said, that he's going to be faithful to, to perform it. Because if my expectation is really high, if I have a really high expectation that God is good, that God is faithful, that what he promised, that he's going to perform it, then when I begin to see things shifting suddenly in my favor, when I begin to see things suddenly moving in that direction, then what I can do then is I can say, this is it. This is the moment. This is that breakthrough moment. This is what God had promised. Yeah, but it doesn't look like anything. It doesn't look like very much. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it looks like. God promised it. I just see this like tiny little cloud coming out of the sea. It's like the size of a man's hand. You know what? Get up right now because we're almost out of time because the rain is about to wash us out. We're going to be in trouble if we don't do what we need to do right now. So in other words, we need to begin to respond in tandem with the Spirit of God, recognizing His movements, recognizing when He's doing something, recognizing when He's moving in our lives so that we can partner with Him in that moment. Because so often, I think that we're waiting on God to break in and to do something miraculous, where really God's waiting on us to get into agreement with Him, with what He promised, and to respond to His promise. You know, I shared, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, scripture from um, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23, that Greek word homologia, we we declare the same thing as God. That word in, in English, it's the word confession, holding fast the confession of our faith without wavering for he who promised is faithful. That word confession is the Greek word homologio, to say the same thing as God. So we declare the same thing as God. When God speaks, we stand in agreement with what he has said so that we can now partner with his heart in really bringing that thing into full focus. And so I really just want to encourage you to have an expectation that God is going to move suddenly. Paying attention to those simple leadings and those simple nudgings of the Spirit of God. Don't say God doesn't talk to you. Don't say that the Spirit of God doesn't move on your heart that way, that the Holy Spirit doesn't speak. Don't ever say that because he does. I promise you he does. It's in his nature to talk to us. And I I think that so often our expectation is, is very far off of what God is actually doing. And that's why we miss stuff. God is so simple and he's so practical. Sometimes it's as simple as just sensing compassion for a particular person. Sometimes it's as simple as someone that you know just comes into your mind and you feel like you should give them a phone call. And just being willing to respond in those moments to what the Spirit of God is doing. But again, I remind you, it all comes back to your expectation. I want to encourage you to have overwhelmingly high expectations for this year, for what God is going to do for your family, for your health, for your finances, for your business, your ministry, for your education, for whatever it is that you do, and for daily life. Walking through life with an expectation that God is with you, that he's holding you in his arms, that he wants to move through you and work through you and operate through you, that he wants to bless you, that he wants to increase you, that he wants to do those things. Walking through life with that expectation will position you for breakthrough in a way that you can't possibly imagine. And I'm not using breakthrough. I know that that's like one of those Christian buzzwords, right, that we just kind of throw around. 
but it's just the nature of who God is. He's the Lord of the breakthrough. Like <laughs> that's what the Bible actually calls him that. And so it's in his nature to break through for you. It's in his nature to redeem, to restore. It's in his nature to bring glory out of your life. It's in his nature to move suddenly. It's in his nature to do those things, but he does it all in partnership with his people. So stand in that place, stand on the faithfulness of God. If whatever promises you have from God, stand on those promises. They're not over just because COVID happened. They're not over because whatever negative circumstances happened to you this past year, it's not over. God is faithful. He's still seated on his throne. His promise for you still stands. So let's walk through this new year together, this 2021 year with increased expectation of the goodness of God, of the faithfulness of God, of his favor. And just remember that when you see that small sort of shifting taking place, that when you see something happen, whether even if it's just a small, a tiny victory, just begin to accept that small victory as the inevitability of victory. Continue to stand on the faithfulness of God. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for being here. I hope that that was a blessing to somebody who heard it. And uh, thanks so much for checking out this podcast. If you got anything out of this, if you feel like there's somebody that you know that needs to hear this message as well, if you would share it with somebody that you know, that would really mean the world to me. Uh, If you would leave a review, if you listen to this on Apple or Amazon or somewhere where it allows you to leave a review, I would really greatly appreciate that. That'll really help me out here. So thank you guys so much. Thanks for being a part of this with me and checking out the first episode of the new year of the Simple Power Podcast. You guys have an awesome week. See you next time.